You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience. But they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody, welcome on in to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 77. Jeff Burton back at you, joined by my good friend Chris Mumford. What's going on, Chris? Jeffrey, what isn't going on? You know, it's all going on. It is all going on. We're glad to get back in the virtual booth here today. There's a lot to talk about, a lot happening in uh, current events, in U.S. politics, in the news, in sports even. But Chris, we've got breaking news. Are you ready for this? I am, because I think I'm the source of it, but let's hear it. (laughs) All right, breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that my favorite movie has never been watched by Chris, and I don't even know if any of the others, Tyler or some others, but Chris, what's my favorite movie? Draft Day. Draft Day. History in the making. And why don't you do the honors since you are the source of this? Why are we recording this special edition of Guys on the Sideline? Because, Jeff, in in the course of some kind of sleazy backroom deal between the Amazon executives that run Prime Video and the producers and the studios that created Draft Day, they decided to make that movie free to watch for me. So I decided to watch it. And <laughs> now it's finally time to talk about uh, is it Sonny Weaver? Is that his name? Sonny Weaver Jr. This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team. You're the general manager. You can fix it. Now, Chris, Sonny I Weaver say- Jr., the complex father-son dynamic, the Jennifer Garner plot line. Can we talk football? We can always talk football. <laughs> there's a lot to discuss but i mean really i know why you love it i i you know in fact i want to we got to dive in so i can see if i can pinpoint really what you loved about it well we'll dive in but i gotta stop for just a second and say let's have a comparison between you and lebron james okay i know you don't make lebron james money but chris come on you're a high roller it's not like you're you're living in the streets right am i right am i right yeah i mean i, I mean not far from it but sure <laughs> So do you remember recently LeBron James shared out on his social media some he, his playlist or something from Pandora and it, he's on Pandora's like free account like he won't pay the $11 to get rid of the commercials. Do you remember this? I didn't see this. No. And it was, it was maybe a year or so ago. Anyway, Pandora in a beautiful social media play was like, uh, "LeBron, hey, we'll, we'll pick up the 11 bucks a month. Like it's on us. It, it's going to be free." So Chris why on earth? Like I would have paid for this. What is it like $3.99 to rent? Jeff, it's just, look, nobody wants to be bored by my budgetary details and how I choose to do things. But there comes a point in this day and age of like the endless proliferation of streaming apps that you have to pay for that my willingness to pay anything over and above my Netflix and my Disney Plus and my whatever else I, I do pay for, um, Spotify, um, you know, as well, which gives me Hulu. So I, I'm just, I've got so much of that stuff. I'm like, if it's not part of that and Amazon Prime, then I will never see it unless they decide to make it free. But happily, that happened, Jeff. And, you know, here we are. 
<laughs> well, I love it. Let, let's jump in, though, and talk draft day um, because it is hands down my favorite movie. I watch it probably three or four times a year. I always watch it, you know, the week of uh, the NFL draft just to get myself psyched up and ready to go for the greatest day of the year without question. And um, there has been some chatter. Vegas Insider Lando, he's always um, pushing for this. And I think we're going to do it as soon as we can safely right, return to uh, events. But we're talking about renting out a theater. And for all guys on the sideline listeners who are who are willing to, you know, take off the paper bag from their from their head, they're willing to admit that they're a listener. <laughs> they can come inside a a uh, megaplex, Larry Miller megaplex theater. We'll rent it out. We'll watch draft day to get us prepped. You you in for that? I'm in, man. So, what'd you think of the movie? Well, I look lot to, a lot to cover here, Jeff. But I I definitely did. I think my favorite aspect of it was. Um, what I think was probably a very accurate depiction of the impossibility of being a general manager, because virtually everything he does um, for a while there is met with extreme opposition. Let's talk about the draft. I need you to make a splash, Sonny. If you can't do it, then I have to do it. Just to be clear here, you're threatening to fire me, Ryan. And criticism, um, which I thought was kind of funny, you know, I, and so I think I just appreciated that. I appreciated that sort of its spin on uh, what it what it means to to take chances in a high sort of an executive type role. You sold a cow for magic beans. How does the entire world already know about this, Mom? Because I just tweeted it. You're on Twitter? You're not. You know, so I, I appreciated those aspects of it. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, it, it is a ton of fun. I, I love all the um, the cameos or the, you know, the real actors. Chris Berman's in there. John Gruden's in there, right? Three. Grew's in there for sure. Bo Callahan, he's the surefire slam dunk number one pick. You, you got lots of the people, Roger Goodell. Like I, I think it was not not only was it a, a good movie, but I, I mean it. I think it paints the picture like you're saying from a GM's perspective of kind of a a real life um, scenario. Not that you know you or I know what it's like, but you and I have been in some pretty intense fantasy football drafts, right? I'm pretty kind intense. of equating pretty, not, that. Maybe not quite to that level, for sure. I think the other thing I liked, too, was that it, you know, it's almost like a movie you watch, um, like a true, uh, a movie based on, like, a true crime story where there's, like, very obvious, like, actual real-life anecdotes that are used. Yes. Like, that's how I feel about the whole thing about the the touted quarterback um, and the questions about whether people came to his birthday. You know that came from some real story. I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. So, no spoiler alerts here. If you haven't seen Draft Day, strongly encourage it. I give it three thumbs up if I can do that. I, I don't know. I don't know what my rating would be. But, Chris, you're you're giving it two thumbs up, right? Like, you loved it that much. <laughs> thumbs up, sure. I, yeah, I think it, hey, was, hey. it was It was great. Hey, you know, it, it had its it, – it had. look, Jeff, you even have to admit it. It had its cornball moments at times. What? But, no, but, no, it didn't. <laughs> Let me tell you this, Chris. Th this is this is kind of a I don't want to call it a barometer, but this is a good gauge of if it's a good movie or not. My wife actually really enjoyed the movie, and I think it's probably because of Jennifer Garner in it, who, uh -huh. who did a great job. But I mean, Sonny Weaver Jr., Kevin Costner is there a better sports actor than Kevin Costner? I mean, it takes you back to you know you want to have a catch, Dad, right? <laughs> right. True, true. He did, you're right. He is in some iconic stuff. It's definitely the best sort of backroom NFL type 
like gives you the feeling of what it would be like to be behind the scenes since Jerry Maguire. You know, I think Jerry Maguire really makes you feel like this is what it would be like. Um, and these are the human beings behind all of this stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely I, I appreciated that. But again, this one was focused a lot more on the front office dynamics and the and all that kind of thing. And um, there, there's some funny stuff. I got to say, I, I don't understand what the Seahawks are doing in that movie, though, Jeff. I really don't get it. Well, you know, that that's maybe part of the reason I like it. Anytime I see the Seahawks, uh, you know, make stupid moves. Um, it made me wonder, you know. too, because they're, you know, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but they're really kind of cast in a fairly negative light toward the beginning of the movie. They're kind of kind of trying to press the advantage against Sonny in the, in the early going. And it kind of just made me think, I wonder how they, I mean, they must not have minded too much to be portrayed that way. Jacksonville kind of gets an interesting, shall we say, treatment in it as well. Uh-huh. Um, Probably not too inaccurate, um, given what we know about Jacksonville at this point. For sure. Uh, so that that stuff was kind of funny, for sure. Yeah, and it was good to see Cleveland kind of as the down-and-out franchise, right? I mean, I think that's to real life. The franchise. Is that what you are about to say? Well, come on now. The franchise. No, I could coin that. The football gods, um, the, the heavens opened, and and they finally you know had a glorious win. Yes, the they did. Yes, they did. So if you're if you're tuning in to hear some astute analysis, uh, X's and O's, predictions, all of that, uh, you're going to have to skip ahead to 78. Um, but 77, again, we're breaking down draft day. Um, just a couple of highlights. Let me pull out the list here, Chris. A um, <laughs> couple of the things that I like about it. Again, m- my wife likes it, so that's important to me because, you know, r- right, rarely are there – Rarely are there sports movies, right? I mean, I, I don't think she's watching Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. You know, some of those my, my are wife, classics. My wife is pretty partial to Caddyshack, actually. She thinks <laughs> that she loves Rodney Dangerfield and that. There you so go. That, I'm good with that. There you go. So, um, but th- again, that's a good barometer, a good gauge. But he- here's a couple of my uh, my favorite parts and get your reaction to it as well. Again, no spoiler alerts here. We're not going to ruin it for you. But so So be careful how you go on this. But I love, absolutely love, in fact, I have a, a, a nerd out here. I have a screenshot of the green little post-it note that uh, Sonny Weaver Jr. has that uh, talks about no matter what. Wasn't that pretty cool? Yes. Yes, that was very cool. I just, you know, he had his mind made up. He made a decision and he, you know, made some trades and then obviously made some more trades. And again, we won't um, spoil it for anybody. But it really cool that, you know, regardless of who he, what pick he had or trading back or trading up, he was going with this guy um, so yeah, kinda... I think, you know, there, look, I'll just say that the movie generates some honest to goodness suspense. I mean, I think at some point I was kind of like, and, and this may be sacrilege to you, Jeff, but you know, at some point in this, if you're not thinking Sonny Weaver's kind of an, a very terrible GM, then I've got questions about your own logic because he makes, he makes a move right at the beginning that he seems really committed to. And he does it pretty rashly, but then he really starts to second guess it. Um, And, you know, I guess the I guess the genius of his maneuvers is revealed later. Um, (laughs) Let's just say he's pretty lucky in many ways. It it pans out for him the way it does. Yeah, absolutely. The the other um, piece that I that I really like is uh, who's the quarterback? Brian Drew. Yeah. And he's, the, lo- he's the like on staff quarterback, right? Correct. Yep. He's on staff. And essentially, you know, when it, when he gets wind that the Browns have made a trade and that they're going to pick, I can't remember the, what's the guy's name that the quarterback, the, yeah, the hot shot, I can't the, remember hot, the, name. 
the hotshot guy, right? And Brian Drew gets wind of this and he, it fires him up. I mean, he becomes violent. He's belligerent. I mean, he's really, really upset. And the piece that I like about him, if you re- recall the the storyline about the playbook, how um, you know the, this franchise sent out playbooks to all these quarterbacks and they taped a $100 bill on the last page um, of the playbook. You remember this part that I'm Oh, referencing? yeah, of course. It's another one that I felt like was probably a real-life anecdote. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And then the uh, the intern provides some uh, some comic relief. The intern. <laughs> Poor guy, right? Uh, it's his first day on the job or first week, and it's like, wow, you're you're walking into a bit of a mess there. Can, can I think we could also say this is, this is – I don't know when Drafted came out. When it was like 2012 or something or 2013? 2013, I think. Um, even in that time, you know, Costner's kind of portrayed as have being, you know, somewhat of a hothead. He's got kind of a, a temper, an angry streak. Um, there's some comedy that ensues between he and the intern over that. But it's kind of funny how I almost feel like these days, I don't know if you would depict him the same way. Cause it's like, it was still kind of more in vogue in those days to be like, man, a, a tough, strong manager is not afraid to break some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll t- yeah, I, I'm with you. Totally agree. The other part that I really liked is, uh, you know, Vontae Mack is a really good character. Who plays uh-huh. Vontae Mack, Chris? Uh, it's Chadwick Boseman, isn't it? Yes, it is. Which yeah, is really- I, I, yeah. Cool. gave me a little, you know, made me a little wistful when I saw it. I said, oh, oh, wow, I didn't realize he was in this. What a loss, man. That guy was a great actor. He absolutely was. Great actor and a great guy, too. Like- oh, yeah, just a great human being. Absolutely. Black Panther's an awesome movie, Really, one that I really like, and so... Um, yeah, great to see him in that and, and definitely um, makes you believe, right? And that's crucial in that role because that's essentially it puts you in the position of Costner's character where, you know, you got a feeling about a guy and the way he is and, and just his juice and his energy. And, um, he, you know, Bozeman pulls it off perfectly. It's great. Yeah, he does. All right, Chris, let's wrap this uh, episode 77, our little uh, recap, little uh, breaking news of uh, – the fact that Chris finally got around to watching my favorite movie, Draft Day, um, was it worth the hype? I've again been hyping it on I don't know how many episodes. Uh, hopefully, I didn't overhype it. And you, you, you uh, did not overhype. It's it's thoroughly entertaining. I, I'm not sure I'm going to join you in saying it's my favorite movie ever. That's that's a special wow. place on your individual mantle, and you know you should write a letter to the director and see if you can get like a signed copy of it. I mean, what what's your favorite movie? I mean, you know, Walter Mitty, Forrest Gump. I do really like Walter Mitty. I, I hadn't seen that until recently, but I really like that movie. Um, I don't really think I have a single favorite movie. You know, one of my favorites is a very overlooked movie from the 90s called Gattaca that has Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman in it. Um, it's by the same guy that wrote The Truman Show, and it's just an interesting It's an interesting story. It's one that I connected to a lot when I was young. Um, so that that's kind of up there on my list, you know, but... I like. I also have favorites that are, frankly, just kind of boring. Shawshank, you know, I think is just one of the best movies ever made. And uh, I agree um, with you on Shawshank. You know, but I'm also just a huge fan of slapstick comedies and um, and things like that. I don't know. We we can have a movie come. You know, let let me come prepared a little bit, and and I can look through my personal my personal collection. We can jam about it a bit. So, so Chris, we're, we're wrapping this up because I think we're going to record an episode. And I don't know if we're going to record another for guys on the sideline or if we are going to unveil our new project. Why don't you maybe tease that a little bit on what uh, we're, we're going to create a spinoff podcast. Tell us a little bit about what we're going to do. Well, Jeff, you know, recent events, um, obviously, in, in the political world have been a shock to a lot of us. And I think 
you know, there's a lot of emotion about it there uh, as there should be. Um, and I think there's a lot of concern about our future and where we're headed. And, I, you know, it's just making me feel like we need to amplify sort of middle of the road voices a little bit more. Um, and this isn't a commentary just about the ca- the events at the Capitol or, or finding blame there or, or anything else or the events over the past summer or anything else. It's just to say it feels like the only voices out there right now that are dominating are ultra hyper-partisan polarized voices. And I, I think I just would like, I, I don't personally believe that most people are quite like that, but at the same time, there aren't a lot of great news sources that are presenting both sides of issues. And so, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking maybe we need to come up with a podcast, spin one off where we can talk in a as sensible a way as we can about things and try to bring perspectives from both sides of the aisle together. And, and you know, I think above all, just create a space where we can talk in in collegial ways about the things that, that concern us and, you know, kind of start to fix the terms of engagement with, with each other in politics. I think that's the thing that needs to change. I think to the point where you're storming a capital to try to get your point across, it's it's seemingly because every other avenue of communication is broken down. And that's something that I think just needs to change. So I'm literally thinking, you know, you and I with a small podcast will fix the entire problem and save the world, Jeff. Chris, I love it. And I know the name that we threw out earlier today was Make Politics Boring Again. I think that would be a fantastic uh, podcast name. So we'll see if we can't uh, get that started uh, bad news for you. I just, uh, you know, here on GoDaddy, makepoliticsboringagain.com. Someone has it, and it's for sale. We can have it for $2,800. That would be 2895 <laughs> or 25 payments of, of $120.63. So <laughs> kind of unfortunate. I don't know how we lucked out and got guysonthesideline.com, but nobody had taken that. But uh, that, make that politics- is a shocker, honestly. Yeah. It is a shocker. So make politics boring again.com. Who knows? Maybe we'll do dot biz or dot gov or dot org. Who knows? We'll figure it out. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Episode 77. Again, a good one. Talking draft day. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it and then email us. Uh, you can email me at jeff at guys on the sideline.com. Love to hear about it. Thoughts or, or you can always find us on social media. So Chris, good to chat with you. Thanks for watching my favorite movie and for making my, my year, I believe is what I said to you in a text. Wow. wow. It's early in the year, so we'll see if that holds up. (laughs) All right, for Chris, this is Jeff saying adios and bye-bye. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny. Every year, someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. All right, you good with that Well done, Jeff. That okay? I think we need more of those... I love having the number one pick. Well, I hope that you would. The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock. It's go time, boss. You go on row. Who are you going to take? What's happening? Who are you picking? You son of a... I need five minutes, and then you can fire me. I got Tom Michaels on the line. Sonny, are we trading six? I quit, Sonny. Don't quit. See what I do from here. You're going to like this. The football world is in shock, wondering what exactly the Cleveland Browns' Sonny Weaver Jr. is cooking up here. You're not going to believe what's happening. You make this deal right now, say it with me. An absolute stutter. Okay, screw it. No more offer. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already?